Hello! Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive national outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and the Community Bail Fund. They were split 50-50. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Oh, you weren't thinking me. You were thinking the listeners. <laughs> I know. Thank you too, though, Eric. No, How thank, are you? Thank you, Alex. Uh, it's a strange week. Trump's got COVID, but he's okay. He's <laughs> he's doing unquote. that weird like fist pump thing that's kind of like the like sex masturbating hand. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Anyway, uh, you playing any video games? Uh, I'm playing. I got really into this new game that just came out for the Switch that was in like early access for two years called Hades. Um, it's freaking unbelievable. Uh, Eric, I strongly recommend it. I think you would really, really like it. Although I'm not sure how many buttons it checks for you. Uh, is it? It sounds spooky. It's it not sounds... spooky at all. It's, it's... actually very sexy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, mean, very sexy. Everyone's kind of hot and has English accents. It's great. Wow. What kind of a game is it? It's like an isometric sort of like roguelike beat em up brawler kind of thing. Um, wow. And uh, you get different boons. It's, it's fucking awesome. It, it's like you can really tell that they figured out this fucking progression loop with it because you know so many times in like roguelikes you die and you have to go back to the beginning it's like oh fuck i have to start all over again and sure. this time when you, when you die it's like this is delight i can't wait to start playing again you know and see how <laughs> it's, uh, it's really they've done something special it's cool that's cool i love it um i've been playing well of course rocket league a lot of rocket league and uh <laughs> i've been playing a lot of magic the gathering the a uh, new set right now is pretty fun. It's D&D inspired, which is uh, really ticks some boxes for me. And then um, a buddy of mine. Uh, well, I played Spelunky 2, which just came out recently. Yeah. And uh, having a good time in that. And then also Unrailed, which is a game where you're working together to make sort of make a train go across a map. But uh, I was able to play through um, Steam Remote Play. So on a buddy's... Like, a, I don't know how it works. Uh, the magic of computers and video games. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me, but it's fun. It might be one of those things that we're like that Rachel brings up in this podcast today, where it's like you're playing on someone else's computer somewhere else sort of a thing. Rachel was so cool. Oh, my God. She's amazing, right? Fantastic. Yeah. I, Our guest I, this week is uh, Rachel Ferguson to fill you, the listener, in. I had such a good time. Uh, should we get to it? Is there anything else that we need to uh, to say? We got to chat about the cause this week You're uh, right. real quick, uh, uh, which is fantastic. This is uh, Rachel actually suggested this. Um, it's Future City Pantry. Um, they're an amazing group. Uh, their mission is to shift the narrative within the food system. They aim to nurture all people's relationship to food, regardless of race, gender, ethnicity, sexuality, income, place, and history by creating more space where food, land, farmer, consumer, and the pantry, the space that houses food, coexist. Uh, currently, they run a weekly free food market in the Skid Row neighborhood of downtown L.A. to address some serious needs within that community. Uh, there's limited resources. Uh, they're able to provide fresh produce, prepared foods, pantry staples, and dry goods, uh, hydro hygiene products, reusable masks, and water. And it's all primarily donated and 100% volunteer run. So 
I mean, Jesus, that's about as good an organization as you get in the world. Yes, please Venmo at Future City Pantry. That is Uh, at Future City Pantry. You can can follow. Check them out on Instagram. I'm sorry, I stepped on your line. No, I'm. I'm glad you did because we got to get you involved in these plugs. Uh, also, the Rachel want to hear from you. Rachel is a musician and artist. You're going to meet her very soon. Her current project is Pink Lotion, along with future podcast guest Eric Blood. I'm so excited to listen to this. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we'll talk to you at the end. But uh, until we speak to you again, uh, well, actually, you'll you'll hear from us in two freaking seconds, and we'll actually never hear from you. So. Okay, you could just we could start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hi, Rachel. Uh, you having me. Hello. Nice to uh, have a little chat about some some fun games for a good cause. Talking about some freaking video games uh, with a certified video game freak on the line. Um, oh. Rachel, can, can you can you briefly because your setup to play games is one that uh, I, I have had heard of, but I've never met someone who's done it, and like it's so cool. Could you describe like how you play games right now, mostly? Okay, so I'm mostly playing games on my really puny computer. And in order for me to p- play very beefy games, I use like an outside, like like virtual desktop server host. Oh. I don't know how to exactly describe that. Like I'm sure like the the peanut gallery is just like rolling their eyes at how I'm describing this, but it's that, just that like, happens to us constantly. We are not like, like good gamers. So. I'm not a real gamer. I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, but I, you know, the games that I play, I need some extra help. So this, this virtual server basically, or virtual desktop helps me play very beefy games. How do you do that? How, uh, I want that. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Me, I, me, me want to. <laughs> so, uh, so right now, so it's this, it's this company called Nvidia. Okay. And they have a thing called GeForce Now. Okay. And uh, basically, if you have a Steam account, and they also have like they they partner with like other like game resources. They don't do they don't do itch.io unfortunately, which is I was just like, God oh, damn. Because I like, play some other games, but um, uh, I have a, a Steam account, and I have games in my library that I've played on my computer, but they just run so slowly. The mm. lag's really bad. The graph, my graphics card's really sad. Like it's just, I, I, I can't help it but to be <laughs> just really slow. So um, I log into. Nvidia and they give me a full hour to just play on their virtual desktop and that virtual desktop links to my Steam account. So I'm playing games from my library um that I've already bought and purchased. But it's just on somebody else's desktop. It's on somewhere a, else. basically, yeah. There's like some uh 
<laughs> somebody's laptop like comes to life in the middle of the night somewhere and you're playing games on it. That's exactly what happens. And uh, after an hour, I get kicked off because it's only free for an hour. Uh, but you can just go back on and like play again. Like after, <laughs> you get kicked off and you just like go back in. Like that's just, awesome. That's incredible. Could, I I could pay for a subscription, but I'm like I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like the idea of having an imposed limit on gaming is very attractive to me. Of like, after an hour, you're freaking done, dude. Forget about it. <laughs> I've had to cut myself off. Yeah. Because, like, when I go onto my Steam account, it shows me how many hours I've played on a game. Oh, that's mm-hmm. dangerous. I when did when did things start telling you how unhealthy you were being as far as screen time is concerned? <laughs> I you know what's funny is my. Uh, my phone i have an iphone so they'll tell me like every week you know like how much screen time you have and and i'm like a you're lying because you don't know about all of the different screens i own and b leave me alone (laughs) it'll be like yeah (laughs) truly who asked you apple i I, like i i don't know what it's been like for you rachel but during quarantine like I feel like so much of my life is spent on screens, right? Like either it's um, it's through video games and that's how I interact with people or it's, you know, watching movies. It's just sort of like I just feel very much in front of a screen a lot. Is that – are you in that same kind of world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not on my phone, I am watching my television. Oh, yeah. If I'm not on my television, I'm on my computer. If I'm not on my computer, then I'm still adjacently on my computer or my phone screen timing with someone, interacting yeah. with someone via screen. Yeah. Um, I Okay, so uh, we like to ask people sort of like where you, um, how you got into games. What are your first games? Where'd you start? Oh, is- okay. Yes. So where I, where I first started with games, like video games specifically or computer games specifically? Either yeah, one. yeah, yeah. If if there if it's like it feels a differentiation for you, answer for both of them, or if they feel like the same thing. Yeah, or if it was rock paper scissors, tell us a rock, rock paper scissors. I mean, look, I mean, everyone, <laughs> every child grew up with board games. Every child grew up with card games. Uh huh. Um, you know that's that's fine, but I think I really got bit by the video game bug was when. Um, my friend, my best friend, she got a PlayStation Ooh. and she got Spyro the Dragon. And that oh, yes. got me into uh, video game video yeah. games and like playing Spyro nonstop. And uh, um, then that moved, that quickly moved on to like playing Tomb Raider. Yes. And, you know, that series. And so I kind of just, grew up playing a lot of PlayStation games. You know, what my cousins and uh, other friends would probably have, like, you know, Nintendos, Super Nintendos, the the Cubes, they have the Cubes. Um, Other friends would have, like, the Dreamcast, you know, playing on that. But I always flocked to PlayStation games. Yeah. Into consoles. I was a a big playstation boy had I, that like first tomb raider i remember being like oh, these graphics are incredible right? 
<laughs> Laura Croft, I was so attracted. I mean, like, duh, I was attracted to it. Like, <laughs> cool, Eric, you're so yeah, special. So that's, I, I'm so shocked to hear that you're attracted to, like... <laughs> The original, like, sexy video game character. I So when we got, like, a uh, computer, we got the internet uh, relatively late compared to um, most people I knew. So it wasn't really until um, high school that we had internet. But, like, one of the first things I tried to do was download Tomb Raider. Like, I didn't know. I didn't understand. For some reason, I was like, the internet it gives you everything. So I would just go to Google and go download Tomb Raider and it would be like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> I was like, can I play Tomb Raider, please? It was like, no, <laughs> you fool. Um, did you, uh, was there a point where you got a console of your own? Or yeah. was it? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And that was PlayStation? Yeah, I had a PlayStation. And then, uh, and then when PlayStation 2 came out, I got PlayStation 2 just for the simple fact that I, so I could play, um, not PlayStation 2. Was it PlayStation 2 or was it PlayStation 3? No, it was PlayStation 2. It was so, it was so that I could play, uh, um, Vice City. Oh, Oh, yes. What an incredible game. (laughs) Are you a, you're a GTA head? Oh, Absolutely. Is that mostly what you're playing on the GeForce now? The, the no, I'm not. No, it's gotten a little too wild for me. It is so big now. It's, it's such too, a, it's such it's a too huge much. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't need an open world. I don't need to always watch my back for like 13 year old dudes like trying to steal my car and like kill me and like take my money. Like I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> I need a more controlled vi- environment. I'm. I mean, you know, call me an old lady if you must. But, uh, no, I would never. Yeah, please do not make us call you an old lady. We, we we do not want to, and if you force us to, we won't. We refuse. We I I've got some friends who are very into the Grand Theft Auto online world right now, and they're very good at it. And early in quarantine, they were like, Eric come on in we'll show you everything and i had a friend and he's like we'll set you up with a with the you know penthouse and an office and it was like he was like it felt like work it was like all right yeah. you know like here's how we're gonna grind this you know like every 10 minutes we're gonna do this mission like this we're gonna hide this car and then you're, you know we're gonna deliver these supplies and it was like all right I'm doing like work in this game and then like, yeah, a 13 year old on a flying bike will show up and like blow me up and run away. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, cool. This is, this is fun. The I Grand mean, Theft Auto not... games was when I was like out. It, that was like the eight years when I wasn't playing or I didn't own a console or anything like that. So I used to go over to my friend's house and would like, like stay there way after everyone else had left just like playing the game by myself while he's on his computer. Eventually it'd have to be, it'd be like one in the morning, be like, Hey man, you have to go. Like, <laughs> you're not going to sleep here tonight. I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. But if you're going out of town, I can borrow your system. Right. right. Sort of thing. Well, Vice City was good too. That had the yeah. Ray Liotta voice acting. It had that like eighties Miami vice aesthetic and the music was good. Like you could just spend a lot of time inside of that game just kind of wandering around every every you know like i think like because i'm a i'm a big avid watcher of people who do playthroughs too Mm. and and people who do like compilation videos of like 
you know, how, how video games have morphed in technology throughout like the decades. Mm -hmm. And, uh, every year someone comes out with like more Easter eggs to like this thing. Like, here's a fun fact about this. Here's a fun fact about that. And it just like blows my mind. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just like, it never, it never, the lore of it will always just stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, you like watching playthroughs. Are you a sibling? Do you have siblings? I, I do have siblings. I have a, an older half brother. Um, he's okay. about 14 years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. So like a lot <laughs> older. Did you grow yeah. up watching, did you grow up watching him play video games at all? No, not at no. all. Because by the time, I don't know. I you like been the, he was like yeah. already out of the house by the time I was like four. That so makes sense. Maybe. Yeah. He was uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned your cousins. Was that a situation where you'd go over there and then like chill? Yeah, I would go over them? there. They would have like they would like uh I remember like they, they had like the old Nintendo and like they would put on they would put on like the the, the Friday the thirteenth video game. Ooh. And it would scare the crap out of me and I would ask them not to play it, but they did it anyway. <laughs> now i watch it it's really funny it's super funny oh yeah like i can't it's so funny to imagine what the friday the 13th nes game was like i i imagine just like almost stick figure jason running around and the idea that that's like no 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 the midi the midi track to it was pretty cool i like the midi track to it it's pretty nice i bet do you yeah. play as Jason, or are you playing as like the kids trying to like escape? No, you play as kids trying to escape. Oh man, there's a new but one. There's now it's Death by out. Daylight. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Death, by, Death by Daylight, like uh, not Death by Daylight, but Death by Daylight or Dead by Daylight. What Dead, is it? By, Dead by Daylight. Dead it's... by Daylight. Right. Yes. We can just go with that. I can also do a quick Google. I think it's Dead by Daylight though, because I. It's Dead by Daylight, right? You can play as yeah. Jason. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Have you played that at all? No. That game, I've played it recently, and it's wild. Like, that is an intense experience. A, I think it's like, we used to play, like, as kids, um, I was a big fan of hide-and-seek and a big fan of, like, Ghosts in the Graveyard and those, like, hide and, you know, like, run, like, like in real life kind of games, right? And so Dead by Daylight has that effect right where you're like trying to hide from your friend who's like trying to murder you and so like yeah. when you're a kid like that is a very scary and intense experience playing it but the experience of being a psychopath murderer chasing around <laughs> your friends and slaughtering them and putting them up on meat hooks is yeah. so fucked up <laughs> it is but it, what's what's more crazy is like the 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 young kids who play these games, and mm -hmm. I know because they have YouTube channels. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. like there's like these two little nine year old twin girls playing this game. They're like, okay, I'm a killer. Like, you better hide. I know where you're hiding. I'm gonna find you. Are they like spooked out at all, or is it just no. that for them they're just dead-eyed like operators at this point with this Seriously. fucking game? <laughs> yeah, they're pros at this. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Uh, I can't think. I'm trying to think about the first game that genuinely scared me, and I don't know what it is. Eric, do you have a memory of it? Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil uh, on Uh, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. That first Resident Evil on PlayStation. So, I've I've told this story before, but my mom found it and straight up threw it out. (laughs) (laughs) I was playing it, and then like you know, I came home from school one day and was like. And the the way that my parents deal with pretty much like any kind of disciplinary problem is just like not say anything about it. Right. So it was like I kind of was just sort of like, where's this game? And like maybe two weeks later, I like mentioned to my mom that I couldn't find it. And she was like, oh, yeah, I threw that out. Way too scary. Because there's also something that, like, I think there's nothing more terrifying than a, a um like a scary horror experience that is unresolved right it's just like like if you stop in the middle of a horror movie you have no idea what's gonna happen right like it's just like but most horror movies end with somebody getting away or like everybody dying and at least you have that like resolution but like somewhere out there you know my my (laughs) like grade school resident evil character is still like stuck in that closet where they saved the game that is so terrifying you know that is a really really funny really terrifying i didn't even think about it like that (laughs) they've got like three bullets in their revolver and like one health pack and there's like seven zombies outside that 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 wreck it ralph reality where this person's been stuck (laughs) this person has been stuck there that entire time uh, uh what's um what are you playing these days what are the games you're up to uh right now or do you have like any all-timers any favorites from from the uh from the past that like okay. really resonated yes let me go ahead let me go through this real yeah. quick so yeah uh, so games that i have absolutely love um i'm obsessed with the rusty lake developers i don't know if you know about the rusty lake games no. No, what they do Oh, man. So I'm obsessed with, like, point-and-click escape room type of mentality things. Things that have puzzles with them. Things that, like, make no sense but are supposed to make sense. Like, you're supposed to throw the shoe at the window and then that will do what up. You know, like, it's... (laughs) I, I, I love that type of stuff. I love that type of stuff. So Rusty Lake Games has this... have this whole series of like Cube Escape games, Rusty Lake Hotel, uh, uh, all, all, all those games are so surreal and so odd. And they take a lot of cues from David Lynch films. Oh, cool. So you're, you're going to see the same type of themes throughout the whole, I think, I think they're like, I want to say they're Dutch, but okay. I don't know. So, there's something European about them. Okay. About these people. So it's um, like it's Lake or something like that, you know. You'd have yeah, to say yeah. So I, I would say go go log on to Rusty Lake Games, check out what they have because most of most of what they have with their short games is free, and you can oh, play cool. on your phone, you can play on the computer. Um, and then also with the uh, with the other games that they've come out with. Uh, it only costs like what two three four bucks to play so it's like it's really really worth it because it's a it's a it's a deal it's an environment that they make Mm, so i really love them and then also um mist 
uh, with a Y. Yeah, sure. Not to be confused with the survival game, The Mist. Mm. Oh, um, okay, sure. So, um, I started. I started to really love computer gaming through Mist. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then from there, like they had Riven and, and also Exile again, like just really drawn to being put in an, in a odd environment and then trying to use logic puzzles in order mm-hmm. to, you know, get out of the world that I was just thrusted in. They just um, came out with like a new, like a remake of uh, Mist, right? Or like a, a redefined, a, re- a reimagining. Oh, or I don't know. Did? I think it's the I think it's the original game. Just sort of like they upped the graphics or something like that. Oh, they made it better. Something. Did you I'll did you play? Out. Did you like play through the original Mist as yes. a kid? Yeah. The whole th- you did the whole thing. The I, whole thing. I feel like so many people that I've that uh, I've talked to about Mist have the experience of like, yeah, I clicked around in it and was like, oh, this is interesting, and then never came back to it. But you actually did it. You. Yeah, I had like a I had a notebook that I dedicated to like oh, writing God. down the symbols to figure out the puzzles. Um especially like when it came to like the the constellation puzzles or or the puzzles when you had to get to like the what was it? I want to call it like Channelwood era. It's like the tree era. Mm. Where you like go into like this long tree and you have to like navigate like this whole maze of like tree paths. Um like I have to, I take serious notes when I play these games. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, because I'm just like, I have to, I'm not going to retain this in my mind. So I have to remember where I'm going, what I just saw. And then if any, if any of this matters, like, you know, even if things are red herrings, I still probably write it down and go back. That's honestly so smart. And like the way you should play those games. Cause I mean, <laughs> the, my experience of those games was basically just like, Okay, this is like too hard. I can't do I I like I see that there's a whole world here, but like it's not dynamic enough for me when I when I picked it up to like really grab me in a specific kind of way. Mm. Um but the, those games are so cool and like that to me the first time I played that game it was like, "Oh wow, this is like for adults. This is not for <laughs> me at like eight you know or, or nine or however old i was i was like this is there is like a component to this that is simply out of reach for my small brain right now this is the video game version of beer yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yuck yeah, I, oh you know what it tastes nasty it's so better without like a without like a parent there to show me like no no it's actually pretty good you know what i mean i'm sure if i if i'm sure if i had had a parental figure like hold my hand and be like no this is what's going on that would have been fun oh yeah yeah uh, all those parental figures that just wanted to guide you through video games as a child we i didn't have that at all growing up that would have no, been fun. my parents weren't into video games either and I'm sorry, we interrupted you on, on your road to greatness, please. My road oh, yeah. to greatness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the countdown. <laughs> yeah, well, right now, so right now I'm just playing um, some games on my computer that are right. very just low-key casual. So one of them's Raft. Mm. Um, what is that? It's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a, like a ripoff of... Waterworld, basically. I I don't know. Like it's a it's a it's a, it's a survival game. Oh, fun! A survival crafting game. Nice. So you're on. You're in the ocean. You're middle of the ocean, 
and basically the whole world's the ocean because like you know it got flooded uh-huh. and and you're on like this little two by two raft and you have like this little tra- this hook that you made out of trash and so you try your best to hook more trash and debris that's flowing through towards you this is like a great metaphor for the year 2020 it actually is but it slightly has more hope (laughs) happening in this world right now (laughs) a little bit more hope you're like wow wouldn't it be great if we just lived on a raft that would be so much better so much easier Uh... so much easier and you try to build your raft and and build it build a raft up and uh, uh, develop technology on your raft. Oh, cool. Um, and defend your raft from a shark that's constantly circling your raft. Oh, wow. Um, and biting off pieces of your raft if you don't catch them. Oh. So that's why I'm playing right now. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, hopefully they're going to be doing another update for it soon. Um, and like the next few months i'm hoping that sounds I'm super hoping. cool yeah this i'm looking at the trailer right now and honestly this looks fucking rad it's fun <laughs> yeah. like if you guys download it and you want to play like you could come to my world my raft is pimped out oh can you are is that a thing can you like meet yeah. up with other people oh that's super fun oh yeah i'm on board I'm 100% on board. I'm on raft. I actually am a... <laughs> I'm on board the raft. I'm on board the raft. I love Waterworld. And uh, more more than that, I love the Waterworld stunt show at yes! Universal's. That's yes, so good! <laughs> I love it so much. I So the experience, my experience of going to Universal Studios was um, I went with my girlfriend then, wife now, and I, it was like you know this is years ago it was so hot and it, i was so like annoyed with how much money we had just spent to like get in there and then like you get in there and everything is like do you want to spend more money on this like simpsons thing and so or like welcome to hogwarts want to spend some money and i was like no i don't have money to spend no I no i don't want to do it and so i was like probably being you know a terrible partner and just like mopey and like you know like oh this is fun and then you know like i'm hot this sucks <laughs> but like whatever i'm i'm the worst i feel bad for my wife uh but then we get to the Waterworld stunt show and that straight up turned my entire experience of universal studios around the rest of the day i just had a big smile plastered to my face i got splashed at the stunt show the stunt show is incredible also waterworld lost is a huge flop but the waterworld stunt show has made back the money that waterworld lost is is that true yes yes (laughs) oh my god it's been on for like 20 years (laughs) At at both here in Hollywood and in Florida. Uh, it's so great. It's so cool. I love it. As soon as quarantine is over, I got to go see the Wild World. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to go through to all of the theme parks. Go to all of the theme parks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh. Uh, um, okay, yeah. Keep going. You were telling us about other games you're playing right now. Okay. So, yes. PC. So, yeah, my PC, Raft. 
the other game, casual game on my PC, House Flipper. (laughs) It's ridiculous. House Flipper is so stupid, but I love it. And basically, you just flip houses. (laughs) Like, that's all you do. Like, it's so, it's super simple. Like, all you do is like, oh, first first you gain your skills by doing like handyman tasks. Like, uh, installing radiators, painting people's uh, walls, uh, installing tile, um, redoing electrical work, um, doing plumbing work by putting in like uh, wash washing machines or sinks or or toilets, um, cleaning houses. Like there's a there's a frat house that you have to uh, clean and repaint. There's like trash and beer bottles and wine bottles everywhere and roaches everywhere <laughs> and a whole bunch of odd stains that are every it's nasty so you get to do that so do you do you have to like are they like is how much of your own personal style can you put into each property is 100%. like your own Oh, that's so cool. So it's not just like, you know, we want you to flip this house in a specific way. It's like you flip this house the way you want to kind of a thing. Yeah. And and that basically, rules. if you make your money back on it, that's that's your prerogative. You know what I mean? <laughs> because because you're also trying to get money so you could buy mm. bigger houses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nice. But like the best thing about House Flipper is like it's just it's 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 really it's it's gotten its own type of deal like people people do it just so they can like make odd houses they the developers uh did a thing where like now you can put your own personal pictures inside picture frames now oh that's funny decorate so i'm gonna do like i'm gonna do like a total like sleazeball porn house (laughs) like i cannot wait to do that i'm it's going to be raunchy. I cannot wait. <laughs> so. I am um, my, so my fiance, no, my wife, I'm, it's my I, wife. It's still new. She plays this game called Redecor, which is, um, yes, like, it's an app and you basically like decorate a room or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. that I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm always looking for like a, something that might like, get her to like the next level this like is the next level this sounds this perfect. is the next level this is the next level because it they, they keep on adding to it and like it keeps on getting better so i have i have house flipper the game i also have the dlc the hgtv dlc oh wow from Home like like specifically licensed for house flipper i have the uh uh garden dlc and uh, the Apocalypse DLC. So, like, you're able to, like, redo bunkers for the Apocalypse. <laughs> and, like, oh God. like, like uh, and, and like, st- uh, store, like, ammo and guns in it and stuff like that. And, like, Whoa. it's pretty wow. rad. It's pretty rad. And then some of the houses you're able to buy are, like, specialty houses. So you could buy the, the Breaking Bad house to redecorate. Oh, that's so cool. You can you can buy uh, the uh, Home Alone Christmas house, the Home Alone <laughs> house to redecorate, wow. uh, and even the uh, Mike Myers uh, mom's house, Marta Myers. You're able to uh, buy that house. That yeah. house is haunted, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! That Spoiler house. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just shared it with Katie. I'll, I'll be curious to see if she if that tickles her fancy. We'll see. It's 
so fun. It's tedious, uh, though, because sometimes you get a little bit upset about certain things. <laughs> like certain things you just can't do. Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you, so, uh, do you think, do you play games for comfort, do you think? Or like, what's yeah. your, is that why you turn to games? For me, oh, I think yeah. that's, especially lately, it's just sort of like straight up escapism. Yes. Um, that like. Yeah, would it be nice to own a house? That would be <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to own like several houses and then like flip them all and get hella money? Oh yeah, yeah. and then just like go on a vacation on my raft. Yes, go on a vacation <laughs> on my raft. Fight my shark. My shark. Fight my enemy. shark. With my fish. garbage hook. <laughs> throw, throw coconut on my raft. Yes. <laughs> I um, we were playing this game called Sea of Thieves early in quarantine, and like, um, it felt like a being outside simulator, right? Because it's like you can't really go outside, and so it was just sort of like being able to like just be on the open sea and like go to these islands that had like you know tropical trees and running around. Like the game itself is like whatever but like yeah just like simulating being outside feels real nice oh is there a lot of crafting involved with it too there's not a lot of crafting no it's sort of like um you're kind of just collecting or like you collect like cannonballs and stuff like that and treasure it's like finding treasure and then selling the treasure and uh getting like aesthetic updates and then like the best part is like your pirate ship will encounter somebody else's pirate ship right and you're like maybe a crew of three or four people you know against another crew of three or four people and i think that that's the most enjoyable part of the game right like right. shooting cannonballs at each other's ships or oh, that's funny. board each other's ships um we we eventually bailed on it for uh for rocket league now it's all about rocket league <laughs> but what? What's Rocket League about? It's uh your your cars with uh with jetpacks playing soccer. <laughs> it's a great game. It was like one the of the tires. The tires actually like kick the ball around. Well, you like it... kick it with the front of your car. No, yeah, you don't. <laughs> no, it came. You don't... It, it was a game that got released like a number of years ago and didn't really have an audience, and then it got released as a free game on PS Plus. And suddenly it had like the big user base. Everyone was playing it. It became this massive success. I mean, it first came out like five years ago or something like that at this point. It's been like big for, uh, I mean, it came out while I was in Chicago for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I only recently got into it. And it's, um, there's this kind of experience that I have with games where I'm like, there's that initial kind of, oh, this is exciting and it's fun. And then there's that, like, there's that itch that's like, I want to get like actually good at this right like um like you can watch people you know play through stuff and then like as you start to get better at it you realize how awful you are and so like suddenly it becomes very frustrating that i'm like not as good as i want to be at this game and so it's like this weird kind of um dialectic almost right where it's like uh i i want to be better at this game oh i'm bad at this game but i'm gonna try and be better at this game and it's uh i may be at the point where the game has become frustrating again and i need to start flipping houses yeah 
Um, well, speaking of flipping houses, I think this is a great time to talk talk about flipping our our games, flipping these ah. games from this week. Yes. Not not my most wow. deft segue, but pretty master. pretty good, pretty good, pretty master good stuff. of the transitions. Um, let's talk about the games we played this. week. Okay, so the first game we played this week was RYB, an abstract, casual, colorful puzzle game. Um, its developer is FLEB, F-L-E-B, all caps. Uh, description, RYB is a logic puzzle game that plays like a combination between Sudoku and Minesweeper. While solving these puzzles, you color beautiful, minimalistic art, and stimulating logic trains your brain in an engaging experience for people of all ages. Um yeah, so like you, it's it's very geometric, no music at all. You kind of like open it up, and uh, oh, it walks. There, to... there was there was music for me. There was music for you. Yeah, good music, like yeah. fun sounds and music and stuff like that. I only got the sounds from like clicking on things. Maybe my music was turned was turned maybe off. The, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering this the music the sound as music. Well, yeah. So there's like sound effects as you click, and it does. It is it is music. <laughs> it, it is musical <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's not music i i don't know i don't think that that was there's music. No, there's not a track uh, it, playing beneath. Uh, it can be music okay <laughs> sound effects can be musical okay wait we I, you know we haven't even talked rachel are you you're a musician right is that yes okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you are an expert and i will default to your expertise but but I, I i guess what i mean is there is no like um like kind of soundtrack behind it right like you're so, kind of rachel the real question is is sound music that's what we're wondering <laughs> sound can be music okay when alex just clapped a second ago was that music um it can be if we put it in the context of music Oh, okay. Wow. It's you got the same deep. thing as like, is this art? Well, it can be art if you frame it. <laughs> you know is what that, I mean? Is that, what you're, is that how you're going to flip your porn house? Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of framing it, I think uh, this game, reading the description actually unlocked a whole level up for me because a combination between Sudoku and Minesweeper, those are famously two things that I don't know how to do. <laughs> and that was my experience of this game was like I uh, played for a while and like it just never clicked with me in terms of like knowing what I was doing, if it was right or not. You know, like it was I, I, I found the game beautifully designed and very like tactile and cool and fun. But like I could never figure out like the puzzle aspect of it or what I was actually supposed to be doing in any sort of way that wasn't just kind of like intuiting what might be the right thing to do as opposed to like knowing this is the next thing and this is going to work you know uh rachel would you would you think um i i have in quotes um ryb is the mensa kid special <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna i loved this game <laughs> Unbelievable. And just so you know, Rachel, he doesn't like anything. So this is like truly remarkable. It's totally fine for you to like this. Like, I, I, I mean, like, to me, I just felt like the game seemed it was straightforward, but it kind of fools you mm -hmm. into thinking that it's going to be that straightforward. You know, certain colors may or may not be adjacent to the, the polygon that's, you know, there. 
um, or, or highlighted. Um, so I understand how people liken it to Minesweeper because uh, along with the colors that you're given, uh, you know, like Minesweeper, you're given like a certain set of like numbers and you're like, okay, so the bomb could be like three spaces away, but yeah. you know, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> who's to say if that's actually, if I'm even lying or not? You know what I mean? So like, I feel like sometimes my logic didn't really mash with the logic of the puzzle. And so it got trickier and more frustrating uh, when tertiary colors started to arrive. So yeah, at orange, Orange is when, yeah, okay, so I felt like I had a good grasp on this game, and then Orange showed up, and suddenly it was like, there's six red dots here. Yeah, that's when I didn't get it anymore. Orange, when the orange, purple, and green started coming in, and I'm like, uh-huh. hey, orange, purple, and green are here. I'm like, yeah, why are they here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah. What is like what are you trying to do i yeah okay I, so i liked all right i had a you know i straight up even like on the um itch itchio uh like website asked the creators i was like okay i'm at orange now and i don't understand what i'm supposed to do i don't know if they've responded or anything like that but yeah i feel like i had such a good grasp and then uh I'm not. I'm not going to get into Mensa. It turns out because that was sort of. It became very confusing to me up until that point. I think that anyone who's able to play with this game at ease and completes it under a certain time, like people, like the Men in Black, will show up at your door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Mercury Rising shit right here. Mommy yes. Simon at home sort of stuff. So I mean, you know. It's it's a cool game. It's gorgeous. I oh, love the sound. So design. beautiful, so beautiful. I love the sound design. I feel like if if people are really into visual logic puzzles, games like Set, games like uh, Here, Here, which is a new one. That's I don't know Here. Uh, sequence. Sure. Play sequence. This is the type of mindset you have to be in order to play this game. In order for you to be relaxed. Mm. Wow. Yeah, playing. I. Uh... I used to on flights there they're like at magazine shops in airports they'll have like those little logic magazines or whatever and like you can do little logic puzzles or I was never good at crosswords but like numbers and logic puzzle stuff always kind of like scratched that itch there and that reminded me this game reminded me of those uh types of puzzles where like you're kind of rewarded for like looking at something long enough to figure it out right like if you can if you can which is like perfect on flights right like you're just sort of stuck in this chair will you just like look at this thing long enough and i like that like that occupies my brain in a way that i know for some people like like it's not interesting right um but i yeah i don't i'm i'm interested in seeing if I can kind of like continue with this game, like the next time, you know, maybe in 10 years when like, I want to actually fly again, I I can like sit down on an airplane and, uh, and open this up. And if I can, you know, it's very much like, will I be able to sit with this thing long enough and actually figure out the real logic behind it? And I, I am attracted to stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Should we? Are we? Are we on to final thoughts? Is that? Is that where yeah, we are? That now? sounds good. To, that sounds good to me. Rachel, do you have final thoughts? And then, uh, is this a pass or a play for you? Uh, I mean, for me personally, it's a pass. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. But it gets me so freaking frustrated. Yeah. My boyfriend, on the other hand, he was playing with me. He enjoyed it. He was just like, all you do is just click it. He's just like brute forcing everything. He's just like, uh, we just do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm all like, look, I could brute force through it all I want. Sure. But it's just like, but that's not going to, there's like some type of inner logic to this puzzle like this puzzle is like the freaking da vinci code you know what i mean like it's just i i'm all like i'm not at that level to or patience to to really like sit there and like i got to like 58 percent, and i was just like i guess i'm good 58 percent is a quite a bit more than i played it just because i that's more than i played too yeah me personally this game is exactly the sort of thing that i struggle with and that I don't get a lot out of personally, you know, like I love a game that you can kind of like just meditate to. And this had all of the trappings of that. The way it was built was so cool. The sound design was so good. You could click like clicking around felt great. The shapes were engaging and interesting when stuff happened, you know, the, it moved in a very cool way, but the central conceit of like the, you know, understanding what colors go where and how you're supposed to click things just it might as well it i mean you know it it is like a different language you know the language of like numbers and logic and understanding that is explicitly not my strong suit so this to me is a pa- a personal pass just because i don't fucking know man like you know <laughs> if it's for you more power to you but it ain't for me yeah no this game for me is a play i like little puzzly things i like the um Whatever it is in my brain where, like, if I can kind of stare at this thing long enough, I can figure it out, right? Like, I, I enjoy Sudokus, like, and that kind of thing. I enjoyed Minesweeper. I got really into Minesweeper at some point as a kid. And I can't even, like, I have no idea when that was. But there was a point where I was, like, playing a lot of Minesweeper. Totally. Um, yeah. but <laughs> talking to me having just met me you're like oh yeah well, this, no, this kid sense. has right. played you a lot of mine because of like my like because even in the description it was all like it's like minesweeper and i'm all like yeah it is yeah it is like minesweeper completely lying about where things are another game that i looked at and was like okay i can't do this you know yeah i yeah i i like a game that just rewards you for kind of staring at it long enough uh it, no, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of, it's know, it's satisfying because like I don't know I, I the world is so uh, horribly complicated and it's so nice to have a thing that's just like this can be solved like this, this little thing will be solved if you look at it for a long time you will be able to solve it. What a beautiful uh, note to end on for RYB the the. <laughs> Exact opposite that Rachel and I feel about it, but I love that that's where you where you were at. Uh, the next game we played uh, was called Feud, a two D strategy uh, medieval turn based um, game uh, by Bear Waves. 
Um, Feud is a turn-based strategy game made by some guys you haven't heard of yet. Originally a board game designed by Dave Cordell, it's been polished and tweaked and generally mucked about with to bring it to the glowing screen you're reading the description on. Unless you printed it out, think of the trees, please. Um, the description is very cheeky, but um, basically the it, it's it's similar to sort of like a it's like a chess-like thing, but but not explicitly chess. You have um, uh, a couple different kinds of pieces that are arranged on a board. Um, there's a few win conditions you have. There's a, a phase where you move and you swap a tile. There is a phase where you do an action with a tile. Different uh, tiles have different sorts of actions. Um, and that's kind of it. It's, it's a very small, tight game that... The rules are pretty simple, and then uh, strategy is pretty deep in it. I I, uh, I had fun playing this. I enjoyed uh, mucking around in the world for a little bit. Um, what did you guys think? Rachel, you're the guest. Uh, I'll, I'll let you start. Yeah. Uh, uh, feud was, it was fun. It was quick. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I played, uh, I downloaded Feud on my phone. Mm. Oh, okay. So I played it on my phone. Um, and so uh, it took a few tries for me to understand the like how things moved yeah. and what they were supposed to be. So I was on easy mode for a few games. And then um, once I figured out like, oh, you know, I, like right now I really like the strategy of just um, – only only um caring about my king solely mm. Mm. and mm-hmm. if other things die so be it but okay. as long as i'm able to like get hit points on their king and isolate their stuff like from the get-go like isolate their archers i isolate their their uh just mostly isolate their archers yeah the archers then, will really like, punish you and then just start wailing on like i I like assassinate their nurse so they don't get any healing and then just get on, get on with the, with the deal. And so I played a few times on hard chaotic. Oh, how was that? Really, really those, those are easy. Cause I was doing it against the AI. Yeah. Mm. So I, the- I, I wonder what, um, I almost, <laughs> hit the two of you up because I was like I'd actually really like to play this game against a human and see yeah. what that's like because it's that would um, be harder. it's like this weird kind of like chessy RPG go you know sort of ideas right and I like that there's separate win conditions one is that if you can isolate everybody on the other team um, and you have at least two of your pieces adjacent to each other, you win. And the other is, yeah, you can kill their king. Um, and and it would be cool to play against somebody else and and not know that the the decisions that that person is making are necessarily logical decisions, right? Because when you play against a computer, you know that that computer is kind of thinking and making a choice, and then you're going to respond to its thinking and making a choice. Um, this game is fun and and i wonder what like the as an actual board game i imagine it would be a little bit more uh like like difficult to like like shift these pieces around and i wonder what like the hit points on some of these pieces are yeah, like how they're managed right. and i think like as far as um 
like if you think of the board game and the video game of that board game as maybe being two separate things, the video game of this board game, I think is very, very successful, right? Like it, it's very much like they did a really good job designing it. Like those pieces felt very, you know, like I understood what they were doing. I felt mm-hmm. very, um, you know, I, I I like it. This is so much in my wheelhouse. Like, give me a board game yeah. that is all of these things that I like. Sure, yeah, yeah. Rachel, I think your point about it being a um, a uh, mobile game as like a mobile game, I imagine it would be very very successful and very cool. Like that to me, like I, I could definitely see myself. Uh, back when I was in Chicago playing this on my commute, like into my office or something like that. It's like the perfect kind of game, just while away some time uh, doing it and explore like the new strategies. Um, it was very fun also to just to like try stuff out and realize why it, it wouldn't work, you know, like <laughs> yeah, the, the, the isolation aspect of it is actually like, you know, you can isolate yourself pretty easily if you're not careful and to see like how easily you can do that. And then to, to kind of realize how easily you can make someone else do that was very fun as well. So there was a, a really there's like a wonderful way in which this thing does unfold. And while it feels very straightforward at first, there is a deeper level of strategy that kind of makes itself clear to you as you keep on playing, which um, I think is no small feat to like find a little game that has that much depth to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, sincerely, what I think what this has going for it is the fact that other than playing against the AI, the the versatility of being able to play with your friends or being paired with like, just some, you know, rando around the world, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's going, that's, that's what's going to make it harder. That's what's Mm -hmm. going to uh, actually influence how how good your game is going to be or how good you are with the game in general um i really like the graphics of it um you know this style of card reminded me of card game that i play on my on my phone and it's called uh uh reigns r r e y okay i uh gns reigns Cool. And uh, the, the the graphics of it, not the actual play of it, but the graphics yeah. of it remind me of Reigns. Um, and Reigns is very tongue-in-cheek and fun. And it's all about, you know, being in power and staying in power. Mm. Um, and they've had, like, many spinoffs with it. Um, but it, it really, really reminded me of that. And I was just like, oh, this is just, like, you know, a more straightforward strategy, mini Reigns. Where, like, reigns, you have to, like, look through text and, like, make decisions. And then your levels of, like, your people and your money and your military and uh, whatnot have to be in balance. Yeah, I like, I mean, I like big, I'm into big strategy board games, especially, right? Like, the, like, things that are are big and sprawling and have a lot of moving pieces to them and i'm i'm always very um impressed i think by people who can make something that i think is kind of eloquent like this right where it's like it's not it isn't big and sprawly in that way um but they may you can make enough good decisions inside of this that like um 
you know, they did a good job, I think, balancing it and making sure that uh, they created a very compact strategy game. Um, I was eating a, a salad and I put some soy riso on top of it, but the salad had craisins in it while I was playing this game. And that was absolutely disgusting. Uh, so I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> but that is not a game to combine uh, craisins and soy riso. Oh, it's disgusting. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. I, I guess I just wasn't thinking. Um, that has a very visceral connection. To make to a game now. <laughs> I yeah okay so in the itch itch.io um you know website for this game or the page for this game they I think I think they're doing themselves a disservice by being so flippant I don't think that that um that their game I think their game is is a better game than they're like, oh, we're just like so silly, you know, like don't play this while like looking at your phone or you fall into a manhole cover. Like, just like, I don't, I don't know. For me, I'm kind of like, I think you can like, you've, you've made a very cool game here. You can sell it as like, this is like a really cool strategy game. I, and I don't know, that might be a personal opinion from me, but that was, as I was reading and then actually playing the game, I was like, these, th- these two things don't, uh, don't mesh for me, but that's just me being a little, you're not like guy. a, you're not a little cheeky English guy. Who, like, <laughs> it really resonates with. Oh, do you think, is there some cheeky English guy out there? That's like, Oh, this is a game for me. Yes. Ah, wonderful. <laughs> I oh, love it. Finally. Um, uh, I feel what they can do even is uh, um, they can expand upon the the characters that are used on the tiles. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like the the old gentry, you know, the gods mm. and and archers and king and whatnot. I'm like, what if this is like like office people? Like, what mm-hmm. like, the secretary, yeah, you know, shooting spitballs or whatever. Yeah, the archers, you know, like something fun, you know, like uh, that would be really interesting. Or they like their their powers get manipulated somehow, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, I don't know, like the 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 vice president of sales is like the wizard. <laughs> so you have to be able to like trace pieces with him and anymore like it i think that's really i think they have a way to really expand upon like the character development Mm. and making people like engage with it even though it's the same mechanics i think uh uh reskinning and character development can can really help them with their situation too one thing i do think about with this game especially as well is like because the core gameplay of it is so straightforward there's a lot of other things you could map onto it. Like it kind of feels like to me, like, you know, Gwent in the Witcher or something like that, where it's just like, this is just like a fun, you know, uh, pattern thing that you can get better at where there is like more depth than you're necessarily like turned on to it first. And you can build like a much larger game around that sort of thing. So this could very easily be the battle system inside of a game. And you could like, add different condition cards or situations onto it that would then affect how it's played a little bit more. So, I mean, you know, you can definitely, it's the skeleton that you could hang a lot more game on if you wanted to. Yeah. Definitely. Um, 
Yeah, should we do final final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, for, for me on this one, I am a play. This is, uh, you know, I truly wish that I had anywhere to go where I could sit down and play this for a while. It just, you know, <laughs> sunk in time. Um, but I suppose I'll just have to settle for playing it at home. Um, I would play it again, you know, just for funsies. It's really cute. But also, when I play it again, I'm going to make sure that I play it with friends because... Mm. It's just a it's just a great way to like pass the time and just reconnect with someone. Yeah, is your does your boyfriend I know you said you played uh RYB with him. Does is he a, a game player also? No, but he has been playing a lot more video games because of me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh yeah, no, this game is a this game's a play for me. I I like um I like stuff with like wizards. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, honestly, if you put a wizard in something, like, that's just twenty five percent of what I want anyway. Like, you you you've already got me on the on the right track there. But yeah, no, this is fun. It's got it's got all sorts of nice little things that I that I like about it. I game wish like the wizard casted more spells though, instead of just being able to switch them. Absolutely. I am 100% on board. I think that that is correct. Yeah, I actually don't know if I would if I ever actually used the wizard's powers. It didn't seem like that it was is, worth That is correct. I felt the exact same way playing doing. this. Yeah. yeah. It it was like a you know, turns are so important. Okay, you know what? Game. Never mind. This is not a play for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have a wizard, that wizard needs to be doing cool shit. That's the new rule. The 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 the, the uh, Eric has a very specific rule in this world, and uh, for some of the platforms we've been playing, called the spike rule. Yeah, which is you gotta, you can only get, you should only be able to get killed by spikes in one direction, right? Like you shouldn't be able to walk into spikes and that kills you. And if you're gonna do that, you need to put spikes on the spikes. But now, yeah, my new rule is if you got a wizard, wizard needs to be doing cool shit. <laughs> no, but this game's still a play. It's a, it's really well done. I think. You know, you don't have to be so uh, so flippant and quirky in your in your um, description of your game. You can sell your game. You can own what it is that you've created, and you and you don't need to hide behind humor. Um, but that's uh, a good little note for us all to remember. Maybe specifically some of us more than others. Hey, are you talking about me? <laughs> okay, on to the next game. <laughs> Final game of this uh, week was Refactor. It's uh. I mean, the description is an action rhythm, ludonarrative dissonance, mindfulness, minigame, music, retro game. Um, the developer is Fluffy. The description, in 2015, I released an album entitled Refactor. Several of the tracks started out as uh, OSTs for aborted game projects, and most of the others were inspired by my love of video game music in general. I wanted to make some music videos for the songs to pay homage to the games that inspired them. In 2017, I quit my job to go indie, and I figured that I should make a bunch of small, simple games while I figured out what I want to be doing long term. Um, so these separate ideas were refactored into a single one. Um, so I, I think that's a, a pretty fair description of what this game was. It's, it's, it's like, first of all, it's unfinished. So you're only playing three of the tracks that he yeah. made. Um, what did you think, Rachel? Like, cause that was a, a very, uh, present sigh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, was I love trying it. not to be so loud with mm -hmm. it. I no. just like this go really for it. bothered me. Yeah, uh -huh. go for it. 
unleashed let it let it out it's okay it's it's all right it so bothered me because like first of all the potential of this is very great the potential of this is very great and uh um the music that was included that i did get to experience was very exciting um and i feel that if he just wanted to showcase the music then there's a better way of doing that than just having three separated half-finished games to mm-hmm. showcase the music. Yeah, it almost does a disservice to the music, right? It's like yeah. it's like, oh, I've 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 made this music and now here's like the first it it's hard to call even the first one a game, right? It's it's kind of like long. I don't think you, I don't think you can call any of these games to be totally Yeah. Right. These aren't games. These are these are interactive music videos. Is I think the the fairest description for it in my mind. Yeah. Which would be, which would be fine if 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 they had like a a singular narrative attacking yeah. all of them. You know, I don't mind things being random. I don't mind things being kind of like incongruent to like. I don't know a certain thing, but but it all has it all has to it all has to have like a single thread keeping mm-hmm. it together. And so, like, I guess the reason why I'm so snooty about this is because I just got done watching a playthrough of a beginner's guide. What's that? Be- beginner's guide. Um, it's by the same people who did the Stanley Parable. Oh, okay. Another, like weird, off kilter. Um. I don't want to call it surrealism. I kind of want to call it like irrealism. It's Ooh. it's it's sort of it's sort of just um uh existing against the regard of of current logic and, mm-hmm. and current standing of of what the natural world is. So with the beginner's guide, the whole point of that whole game was this guy trying to rekindle this friendship with this one man who is a game developer and throughout his journey he's taking you through all these different types of games this game developer developed and how it's morphed and changed and what it is is like basically mirroring his inner psyche or his inner turmoil as oh, like a cool. interacting with the world uh-huh. and all that is very game, cool it, it it's super cool like look you don't even have to play the game because the game is just basically like i don't want to it's 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 basically like you're just walking around, experiencing things, touching things, making things go. Mm-hmm. You don't you can't die in the world. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, uh, uh, you you might get stuck, but you'll figure out how not to get stuck. Um, and then and then that would be that. But it's it, it's still continuous, and what brings it all together, even though you're supposedly going through all of like these different games is the look and style of that game. So if the look and style of the game all matched and you still had three separate games, but you're using like the same type of skin, the same type of engine to make these games, Mm -hmm. it might've worked. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, it it's one of those things that like it sounds like a cool project, right? Like that description of what like of what the game is, right? Like it's like an album and then I made playable. It's it's yeah, it's almost like too ambitious, right? Like it's or it, or it's not yeah, or just sort of half thought, right? Or it's that that's the biggest thing is this this thing is clearly incomplete i mean even if you go to the website you'll see there's like 13 songs and we're playing three of them so far the last update was in january you know who knows maybe something happened during the pandemic this person didn't get to work on this as much as they had thought they would or something like that but as you know if we're if we're to evaluate this at all as a finished product it is severely lacking um now having said that um i i my experience of it, it, as usual with stuff like this, this is exactly the kind of weird thing that I came to the itch.io bundle excited about is just to like check out these kind of like half ideas kind of a thing, you know? Um, so I, the second song in here, the, the one where you are like sort of sitting there in kind of like 16 bit stuff and someone's, or maybe even 32 bit and like, you select certain things, uh, and it turns like th- there is like that that turn we've talked about Eric before, where I realized there was something bigger happening than what I initially thought. Like I thought it was just silly, and then it's like, oh no, it's not silly. There is like something kind of you know bigger happening here, and that turn is something that I get off on. I, what? I do. All love right. it. Will you spoil it for me? Um, it, basically, you are. Uh, like at this house and uh, or you're sitting there in like the like the graphics are really shitty you're sitting there in this like uh, main room and this woman is like or this man is like i'm your husband and you're like i don't know who you are and he gives you the various options to be like what's going on i don't know who you are what's going on and then it turns out that you have like some sort of degenerative brain thing and you're like losing your mind you know um and and at first it just feels kind of silly like it's just sort of like Oh, okay. Like, you're just sus- enough. No, me oh. neither. I didn't really like the sound of the voice, so I stopped. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing is that I'll say is like, you know, you get through it, and then it's like actually really cool. And towards the end, you start having these flashes of what's happening, like for you, and you can select things. But I don't think it makes any difference what you select to, to sort of do that. Um, and if if there were. 13 games that were as different as or 13 little chapters that were as different as these three things. And it was a complete thing fully realized where you could like try all those. I think I could evaluate it like a little more fairly as it was. I liked some of what I played. I didn't like some of what I played, but it's like, like how are you supposed to evaluate something that's like, you know, barely done at this point. So uh, if, if we're heading into last thoughts, I'm a pass for this one because it's not really even, a game that like achieves what it sets out to do yet. Having said that, I think there's a lot of promise here and it is kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, if, if you're into like half sketched ideas or like, you know, maybe getting in on the ground floor of something, it could be a play for you. Uh, Rachel, Alex is sometimes a little bit too nice <laughs> with his, his I think more than fair. I think you're being more than fair. I know. I that's me. But I'm also I'm a sucker for these little wounded ducks, you know what I mean? Like no, and no, no, I understand that. I mean some of these things can be really cool and like to see the potential in that is totally fine. You're being more than fair and I, I appreciate that because like definitely this game's gonna need all of that support and fairness. I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> what what will happen if this person had money? What will happen 
if this person had like a better engine to program their stuff on what mm -hmm. will happen for that because right now as of now i'm not seeing any artistic direction sure yeah yeah like i'm not seeing like a like a main like i'm not the reason I didn't play through that second story again to find out about that degenerative brain disease is because I checked out. Mm -hmm. I was just mm -hmm. like, I don't know why I'm here. What does this have to do with the Pong thing? Like, to I mean, and I understand like right now we're at an age where like people are 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 like programming like weird random things like Pony Island and like. Uh, um else it's just like weird and random and like uh i don't know pony island what's pony island oh pony island is, <laughs> it's so funny but i can't describe it it is random but it's also not random uh but okay. it's, it's all about breaking the fourth wall in terms of the video gameplay all right pony island i'm gonna check it out like super like super basic graphics super like super basic 8-bit graphics at some points and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it it, it 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 generates into something monstrous and really really funny um <laughs> and because at first it starts off very simple but then it gets over dramatic and, and crazy mm -hmm. but like aesthetically each game aesthetically was mounds different Mm -hmm. And I don't mind that. However, the narrative was different as well. And so there was nothing tying them together. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, yeah. So you're a, so you're a uh, play. <laughs> no. <laughs> past for now. I, I, wish, I wish the gentlemen good luck. I want them to get more cash and more assistance in uh, finding that art, uh, that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's it's strange right like it's it's like if i decided you know like maybe i've spent like 20 years as a musician right i'm really good at like playing music and then i decided as a way to sell my album it would be like i would build a house and like that's how i was going to sell the album like the house is just going to be a bad house because i'm a musician right and and I, I really enjoy the idea that like creating a sort of com like a game, you know, or a series of games that goes along with the album as a way as, you know, maybe it's a marketing thing or, you know, it's this new experience. It's a way like, you know, it's hard to get people to listen to your um, to your music. Right. If you're a new musician right now. But but this person sort of, I think, picked a very strange way to try and and do that. Uh, kudos to them for swinging for the fences. They really struck out, though. This is a pass for me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I feel bad, right? It's like so are, mean. I, I love know, it. I know, but like it's it. I it's there's like there is a difference, I think, between the um, you know, the the idea being something so like I love when somebody's like you know, like I've got this really big idea for this thing. And, you know, like, the, but there's a difference between the, the, the idea and the execution of the idea and the, and the execution of this one uh, was not enough uh, to keep me playing. I did not, I did not get to, I didn't even 
listen to any of the full songs like that pong thing i played and was just like really this is it i'm done. like this... there's no there's no actual game to play there like yeah no what happens nothing and that like fall that, that falling one i uh okay yeah, I think the biggest thing to me is there's a dissonance in calling this a game. It's an inter it's interactive music videos, and if we had um, more of them that were just all different, then that's the unifying feature. But we only have three, and neither of them do a good job existing in any kind of shared space together. So there's work to be done on this, and then maybe someday we'll come back and visit it and say, "Well, you know what, Alex, you were right. You're so wise." <laughs> And, or, the leeway, the, and the leeway you give to artists is so good. Or maybe it will be that, Alex, you're too kind, as always. We, You're so generous with your love. And we, yeah. We or, weren't. or honestly, maybe it's not worth continuing with. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, too. You know, find something <laughs> else. Or, like, you know, start working on your next game or your next album. Um, really quickly. Yeah. Like, there have been a few times where musicians have done things where they created like interactive loopholes within or Easter eggs within their albums. So people can like tune in in a different way. Mm -hmm. So Gorilla's first album. Sure. Yeah. Right. Had, it was, you put that thing in a, in a computer and like you click on stuff and you just go on a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. All the shit. It's amazing. Uh, so I really like how they did that. Also, I don't know if any of you ever played this, um, but I did because I had a Macintosh computer, but Prince had an, a, a video game. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. What, what year did that come out? Mm. How old was I? Was I like 12 or 13? That's so this cool. This might have been, this might have been 1990. Oh, okay. No, no, 1990, I was way young. Uh, this might have been 1992. Okay. 1993. So he's, is was he the artist formerly known as Prince at that point? Yes. Or? Okay. Yes. The symbol was on, it was, it was like the symbol interactive. Awesome. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I like that a lot. I like when a musician is like, you know what, here's this other weird thing to experience along with it. But usually it's a collaboration. Yeah, he had money. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And also it wasn't, I, I can't imagine that, although, although I'm certain that Prince would have been an incredible programmer, if that's what he had decided to put his mind and effort to, yeah. I, no. he did not develop this game on his own. <laughs> I, you know, I would have the world. I wonder what the world would have been like if Prince had decided to had just been the next Bill Gates instead. If he had just been like, I'm actually making computers now. <laughs> Sexy this, computers. This print game honestly looks like what like we all promised the internet was going to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a thing of like it's a place where you can go and just hang out. You know what I mean? Uh, like, 
with other people who like interesting things. Hang out in the Prince Interactive Zone. This is oh, so funny. Wow, I love it's it. Hilarious. I wish I still had the CD-ROM. Oh my god, I bet that's worth something these days. You know what I mean? Like, it, is it? Gotta, <laughs> gotta be priceless. Oh jeez, I don't know. Um. Well, uh, that uh, does it for the um, sort of game breakdown portion of it. Um, Rachel, do you have anything uh, to plug? Anything that we can like put out in the world for folks to come find you either online or in the real world? Uh, what's going on? Yes. Um, so right now, uh, two things. Number one thing, um, my band Pink Lotion will be doing um, an online uh, show. Exciting. Yes, thank you. I haven't played any of the video games yet, though. No, I'll show you. Our Pink Lotion video games? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to come out. (laughs) They're going to come out uh, soon, probably after this. Um, But this is a, um, a virtual fundraiser that... Uh, will will be uh, showcased at for Wanawari, which is an amazing organization in Seattle that focuses on um, uh, Black art um, in their respective community. Cool. Um, and and uh, also his, a historic preservation of the Central District. Mm, cool. Um, so that's again uh, the house party at Wanawari, um, October twenty eighth, from six thirty to eight p.m. Uh, you could go ahead, go to Wanawari's Instagram. That's W A N A W A R I, and find that poster. It will tell you where to go, where to click. Um, and, uh, second thing I want to plug is, um, I am the head ambassador for the Los Angeles region for, uh, I am the procession. I am the procession is a walk, um, focused on black female identified persons who, uh, who want to heal from colorism and dialogue Mm. in regards to colorism and to uplift each other's voices. Mm. So um, I'm planning that walk in December and I'm going to need all the help that I can get. Um, The first walk was done in Seattle in 2016 and it was done again this month in Seattle. And so we're hoping to have our walk done here in Los Angeles in December. Uh, another procession walk happening in NYC uh, in October uh, and also in New Orleans. Mm. That sounds awesome. That sounds rad. Yeah. So please come follow me on Instagram at the Rachel F. Um, it looks like Rachel F, but it's the Rachel F. The Rachel F. The Rachel <laughs> Elf. <laughs> and for more information. Uh, I'm going to do that right now. Thank you. You're welcome. That sounds super cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, You're a wonderful guest. Uh, Um, We hope we can have you back sometime. I appreciate it. Now I'll come back anytime. Just let me know. Yay. 
Um, all right, folks. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. You're great. Oh, baby, that was great. Rachel's amazing. Alex, I think we're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> every time afterwards you say that, and every time I believe you. Yeah, no, I think we're getting better every day. Here we are. It's 2020. It's almost the end. We're almost out of it, everyone. Uh, yeah, I can't freaking believe that, you know? Nope, me neither. Me neither. Um. Uh, the plugs that Rachel mentioned, uh, I am the procession healing from colorism. Um, we'll put that link in the Twitter and the pink lotion virtual performance taking place on October 28th from 6:30 to 8 PM. We will also plug that as well. It's going to be really cool. Um, pink lotion also will plug them. Uh, they fucking rule. Their music is so good. I can see your star. I can see your star. So there's a, the fact that these uh, this cool person spent so long talking games that makes me so happy. Uh, we are very fortunate, you and I. We are. Um, and we're very fortunate for next week's guest as well, our good friend Ray Gordon. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Why don't we see what games we're going to be playing? With okay. Him? Spin the wheel. Okay, game number one is Gun Ducky Industries from the Voices Games. Uh, cool. It's an action shooter. Very cool. Okay. Game number two, SpookyGhosts.com from uh, Zertuk, a platformer. I like it. And the final game, Tiny Dangerous Dungeons uh, from Adventure Islands, and that is also a platformer. So <sighs> next week, platformers and shooters, baby. That sounds spooky. <laughs> it's going to be very spooky. Um, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, till we see you next time. Till we see you next time. Bye. 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 Bundles Buddies is produced by Alex Hound and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. We love you.